0: I'm going to take my earrings off because they are digging into the back of my skull. Ow.
1: You had the cutest earrings on last night. Oh, I
0: love those ones. The
1: the, like wood and the metal and the like pure graphic shapes. But you know what, Haley? You're a pure graphic shape. What shape is that? Don't say rhombus. I don't know what a rhombus is. Have you heard my rhombus story? No. (laughs) Do I need to know what a rhombus is to find it funny? They called me rhombus head
0: in high school. What? Like... (laughs)
1: Why? That's a fair reaction. (laughs) But why? Are you recording? Yeah. Oh.
0: (laughs) Is it more fun if I'm not? Yeah, a little bit.
1: (laughs) You know, honestly, I have a little bit of anxiety about doing this right now. So I'm trying to distract myself.
0: Why do you have anxiety?
1: Well, I just so this is why I would never really wanted to listen to the episodes to begin with. You know, this is giving me so much and I'm enjoying articulating the way I feel and really having to be confronted with it and i'm enjoying being with you Haley town you're the cutest and i want this to be like a good resource all of those things are like positive but listening to myself is really difficult and sometimes i listen to myself and i just kind of want to slap myself
0: so you're anticipating like oh whatever i'm saying if i listen to later i'm not gonna like it yeah oh well maybe maybe don't listen
1: yeah i think i'm gonna just stop listening that
0: really makes our viewership and listenership takes a
1: hit, but. (laughs) I know, we just went down by a quarter. We just lost 25% of our listenership.
0: I'll I'll build it back up.
1: You'll find someone else. We
0: will rebuild. (laughs) Oh, So anyways, in high school.
1: Oh, yeah, rhombus head.
0: We learned it in geometry and Uh people. Always were looking for mean things to call me. And that, what I think, because I've always had a bit of a big head proportionally. <laughs>
1: okay. You know, I only laugh because I always have felt like my head was too small for my body. Oh, there you go. I'm just saying.
0: And then uh, I think because I have a big forehead too. I don't know. I don't know the reasons why so So it's people. just, it's a,
1: it's a, it's
0: like a rectangle. rectangle. It, oh, I hit the mic. Sorry, Mike. Uh, I said that like his name was Mike. Like, That's sorry, okay. Michael. I didn't mean to hit you. <laughs> well. Rhombus is—it's actually more kind of like a diamond, I guess. Like a lo- elongated diamond would be a good way to explain it.
1: They were like, "Hey, rhombus head." Yeah. What's up, rhombus head? Just really? Prior- do you think that there's people right now being like, "This bitch doesn't know what a fucking rhombus is"? No. She I needs think they're being shot- like, "Why are
0: you talking about she needs to rhombus eye?" Her
1: ignorant. How do you trap? say rhombus plural? Rhombosai, obviously. I don't even know why you're asking. You already said it right the first time. I uh, <laughs> Did you just hit your head on I the mic? did.
0: Michael, <laughs> Michael, I'm so sorry, baby.
1: I'm Googling it.
0: I feel like a diamond is it, like a... It, you, know, you, you, you know.
1: This is just one it of It is. Main. It is like a diamond. It's a parallelogram with opposite equal acute angles, opposite equal obtuse angles, and four equal sides parallelogram way to
0: bring back a word i have not heard since i was told that i needed to learn it for my everyday life
1: anyways um you should put a picture of a rhombus on our instagram so that everybody can know (laughs) okay i mean i'm just saying that mfm does it okay i will i mean if you if it wants to be our thing we can just get geometric on this bitch (laughs) and just do different shapes we can all right so that was a strange Mm -hmm. way to no that's not gonna be our intro you're gonna cut all that um, so, what's our actual intro going to be? Dude, it is hot as balls in here. That's it. That's our intro. <laughs> is it a snake in the grass? Is it a
0: flower in the weeds? What does it take? What does it ask? What does it give? What does it
1: need? Find even this life. I'm Brooke.
0: <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm Haley. It's 3 days into the new year that we're recording this and things are already falling apart.
1: Oh, that's <sighs> depressing. No, I, I don't like that. Let's not do that. You could sing, but let's not be that depressed. Okay. Hi everyone. Hi. Happy New Year. 3 days in. Happy, happy. Oh, happy. now <laughs> Haley's mad at me. <laughs> i'm not mad
0: at you yeah you are Uh, no i'm not don't tell me who i'm mad at or
1: that'll make me mad we've already been in here nine hours we have recorded we have not recorded we have a single technically we should have been in here 56 minutes by this point and we have not recorded a single usable second yet no so so
0: our challenge to ourselves is to begin now great I want to say happy new year, but I also feel like happy new year is a weird thing to say to people who are okay. focused around grief. Yes. I hear that. I had said on Instagram, have a healing new year. Oh, Isn't that's anything?
1: lovely. Let's use that.
0: Healing new year. It doesn't huh. have the same ring to it.
1: No, it makes me want to throw up my mouth a little bit. Haley new year. <gasps> Haley new year. <laughs> Haley new year, everyone. That's the best. Now let me tell you what Haley new year is going to be like. Super productive. Super productive. A little tired? A lot tired. And you're going to think about everything you do a lot before you do it. But, but then.
0: There's lots of
1: coffee. Oh, I was about to say, then when you do it, it's going to be pretty fucking awesome.
0: <laughs> so, Haley New Year.
1: Haley everyone. New Year to you, Michelle, and to you, Lindsay. <laughs> so, today on our show, on our talk time, on our podcast, um, Haley and I wanted to talk about grief and clothing and this came to me this is actually one of the few times i have said let's talk about something for a number of reasons you know, those of you who know me so both of you, you may not know that I am really into historical costuming and one of the big things in historical costuming that becomes popular or not popular is making like morning clothes you know the clothes you wear to mark the passing from your life of someone you love very dearly and you know it's it's very fascinating and it's codified for all these interesting societal reasons that maybe we'll talk about maybe we won't we'll see how the convo goes but what i was most struck about it was that i had my own morning clothes that were not like the ones of the victorians it was not like all black it was actually super colorful some would say tacky (laughs) knit garments leggings and oversized t-shirts from mostly from a company that is actually a horrible horrible pyramid scheme uh have you listened to what is it it's not the american dream anyhow there was this amazing podcast that was like an expose and like in-depth look at pyramid schemes Mm -hmm. and it was so friggin interesting and i loved it kind of a dream podcast yes the dream oh god it's so good i highly recommend it stop ours right now (laughs) And go download the dream um <laughs> but um it's so it's a horrible pyramid scheme and it, really horrible and people's lives were fucked up from it but i'm going to say this i bought a significant number of very soft questionably tasteful leggings and oversized t-shirts that i lived in six months at least and the best thing about them They were so comfortable, you could wear them to bed. And then when you woke up in the morning, you could keep on wearing them. Because they were technically real-life clothes. I mean, literally the day my mom died, I bought some leggings.
0: That's impressive buying
1: power. It was like a Saturday or a Sunday. And there was just, there was nothing to do. There was nothing to plan. There was nothing to, the place, the where, what did you call that? The place where they take the dead bodies and they zhuzh them up and you look at them. What is that called? <laughs> mortuary? Yeah, the mortuary was basically closed. So we couldn't make any of those plans or anything. Couldn't start any of the horrible death paperwork, <gasps> which at least is something to do. And I just remember saying to my dad, like, Dad, I need something to do. Give me something to do. Anyways, so I bought leggings and I made two black wreaths which stayed on our house for one year in Sicilian tradition. That's an
0: episode. Traditions, mm. mourning
1: traditions. But I really do associate these soft, colorful leggings with mourning my okay. mother very, very specifically.
0: I don't feel like I had an any like a outfit like that. I was at that job making a commercial about cancer the very next week. Oh, shit. Which was crazy. But my sister took one of my mom's, like, poncho things and had these big comfy sweats and these, like, Ugg boots. And she wore that for, like, ever. That was, like, her thing. So I definitely get the desire to be in something soft and comfortable. Not only after, but, like, caretaking. Something... I shouldn't say this because if someone steals this idea, I'm going to be super mad. But
1: Do you hear that, Michelle and Lindsay? Do not <laughs> steal this idea. I think you're safe now.
0: If someone has money and wants to help me make this idea, I think it would be so great to make a line of clothing that is like soft like that, comfortable, you can sleep in it. And like if you could find something that was presentable enough that you could wear it like pajamas but they were thick enough that like you you're not going to see your nipples but like also for my mom with her cognitive loss or people who are just old and tired and can't tell um, that looks the same like either way you're wearing it like if you have it on inside out if you have it on backwards mm. it's not going to cause a problem where if you have the cognitive loss you can match the, the whole system all, yeah. the, all the pants matches all the shirts and all the cardigans you know yeah, like inner. Yeah. i feel like something like that would be so useful for people in hospice care for people who are grieving for so many types of people
1: they actually do have four autistic people a mm. similar autistic children though i don't know uh, if i don't know how big the size go up, but very similar you can wear it both ways mm. the fabrics are really soft in case they have like um like that sensory sensitivities
0: Do we know the name of that company? Because it's a great company. It's probably just for kids, but...
1: Uh, No, I was, I just found it. It was expensive as as Mm -hmm. one would expect.
0: Anyway, the idea of having clothing that is comfortable and soft and easy to get in and out of, or perhaps wear multiple days in a row. Yeah, I get it. When we started talking about this as a episode uh, the first thing that came to mind for me was um picking clothing for her i know that your mom was cremated so did they just take her in whatever she was wearing and it was just like clothing that she had probably had on for days and yeah um they did that with my mom too and then um we buried her so we had to they were there like let us bring whatever you're gonna bury her in which we're like oh that's not a thought we had thought of yeah (laughs) so um it was strange because so much of it was weird my mom was always a smaller woman and then with the decadron she was taking that made her sort of like uh her appetite very very strong um and then the bloating at the end like she just she went up a a crazy amount of Mm. pant sizes um and so a lot so a lot of her regular clothing that we knew her as mom like didn't fit Uh and then some of her current clothing was just I don't know not burial appropriate I don't know what burial appropriate is but we wanted to try to get her in something that like looked like her still yeah so my sister and I (laughs) went fucking shopping and we're looking around and we were thinking about (laughs) How they have all these like commercials for department stores and like how there's not one for like like the lady comes up and is like, can I help you with anything and you're like yeah I'm looking for pants to bury my mom in what can you help with that the thing we did that we should not have done was my sister and I bought matching underwear with little hearts on it that for my mom and for us and such a dumb little thing but we were like we'll wear it to the funeral we'll know the three of us had it on but then like you have it in your regular life and you're watching it watching the little design fade away and you know the the small piece of material just sort of deteriorate and every time you pull it out and look at it you're thinking what shape is she in Mm. you know that wasn't smart
1: yeah (laughs) I mean you don't derive any kind of comfort from it any idea of like Going back to the earth, or
0: I mean, on on a larger level, I I think there's like I don't particularly have any desire to be buried, or if I did, it would be like wrap me in a tree seed or something. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I I yes, in that sense, like going back to the earth, I think is lovely, but
1: um no, it's not comforting
0: to think mm. of your mom decomposing. You know?
1: I mean, I'm I'm very comforted. Like I said, we did cremate her, and. Uh, we split her ashes into three, into like the main urn and two smaller urns. And my brother took one, and I took one. And I do find it really comforting that there's, uh, that she was released from her bo- her corporeal body, um, especially because she was in so much pain in the end. Uh, and and I like that I have a little bit of her with yeah. me.
0: I I yeah I think there's something sweet about being able to like take someone's ashes to somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I, I personally think that I just want my body donated to science as much as possible. Or um, I love the bodies exhibit. Have you seen it? Yes, that I ever? have. Oh I have. God.
1: Yes, it's, it's, it's problematic because of this, the way the bodies were donated. Mm-hmm. I heard about it only because I listened to this other fascinating podcast, Let's just make a
0: podcast about a po- other podcasts you should listen to.
1: Uh, well, this one was really interesting because they talked about bodies used for science mm-hmm. and how it used to be, okay, all the bodies used for science are going to be people that um, are put to death for various crimes or die incarcerated or are not poor or, or are very poor, rather. Mm. And so that meant that all of the bodies used for science in New York specifically tended to be um people of african american descent. This is like the Henrietta Lacks thing. Yes, yeah. yeah. I mean, way before that, but also, yeah, we never stopped cuz we're awful humans. But there was actually a riot like around the civil war time about like dude, please stop st-, and because people would steal from the poorer cemeteries. Mm-hmm. And there If you looked at like a cross-section, like in the 19th century, 18th century, of the bodies that were used for dissection for science, and you look now, it's completely flop-flipped. Wealthier white people tend to donate their bodies to science versus what it used to be, which is poorer Americans of African descent.
0: Isn't that interesting? That's interesting, but the difference is they were not giving consent before, and now— They are,
1: the. I mean, the now you have to have consent, right? So it's it's just a total. The cross section has totally shifted, just in terms of what bodies they're using, using for yeah. science. Isn't yeah. that so interesting? That is interesting? I wonder and like how it affects science.
0: Yeah, of course. I wonder um, for the bodies exhibit specifically. You have to donate to that. right? You
1: do, and I just remember in the one that I was listening to. I think it might be stuff you missed in history class. Mm. But they said something about, well, that's a little problematic, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, I remember that because of, and they mentioned something, and I was like, oh, I don't know. How, I I, my question it. is, how is it problematic
0: for that particular exhibit? Just that they're getting wealthy white people? I don't
1: only. know how that particular exhibit is problematic. No. I, th- I had the understanding that they were using bodies that like people didn't know, like there was some question about whether or not everybody who was in that. Had truly
0: given consent. Yes, uh, or had
1: the ability to consent. Gotcha. Oh, I can see how that would be a thing. One of the things that I loved about my sad wardrobe of sadness was that I just didn't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that was part of the appeal. I think when people used to wear all black for mourning or certain things, it was like just easy to just like put this on. And the other thing it did is it told the rest of society... Bitch is going through some stuff. <laughs>
0: Back off. Bitch is grieving.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like that t-shirt. Yeah. What's the name of that?
0: So um, there's someone who we follow who follows us on Instagram called uh, her handle is grieve me alone.
1: <laughs> and
0: um, she has just come out with a bunch of different um, clothing items, which is this is a perfect time to mention. Huh? Yeah. The one I think you were thinking it just says leave me alone. Yeah. The <laughs> oh no,
1: no no i think it's like i can't my mom died. oh yeah
0: um she has one that says my mom died that's why i'm like this <laughs> that's so true. and then there's a grieve me alone uh don't judge the grieving in grief back off grief be with you <laughs> just, just lots of fun plays so if you're interested grieve me alone if you go there um i think on her uh, bio link is the bonfire.com link for her store items yeah
1: i i mean and i think that's a lot of what black morning clothes and the morning veil you would wear I, it would tell society is like literally ha- handle <laughs> these bitches with care handle with care <laughs> they have a lot of stuff that just happened to them in their life and it was just a really i regret us losing that in our society yeah
0: I, I i do like how it is a visual cue for other people and for them yeah for them to just be like
1: listen this is what i'm wearing this i is have my, my bubble morning. yeah this is my grief bubble yeah i have my morning dress yeah it's the same black bombazine i'm just gonna wear it yeah Every single time someone dies,
0: so something that uh is tied to this that we haven't touched on yet is um the grief clothes that you wear when you inherit clothing items from your deceased loved one. Uh-huh. I have so many from so many people and and not just clothes, but you know, I have harmonica and glasses and books and all kinds of other things. but um cl- I have tons of my mom's clothes. I'm actually wearing right now. Model it for you. No it's one can beautiful. see it. How, what a great model I am. She's a great model. This is uh, guys. Keep in mind, I'm a chair model, so I can't move my legs because I can't leave the mic. But there's so there's some
1: really excellent uh, just shoulder, shoulder work happening. Shoulder work, yes.
0: Anyway, <laughs> that was fun. Uh, I am wearing one of her. What's funny is, so not all of her clothes fit me, right? So the things that I ended up l- being able to keep were just the things that were I could fit on my body um so this is not something I think I've maybe saw her wore once when (laughs) she was alive but I wore it to her funeral and then and and I know it's hers and so just it's a hundred percent I think of her every time I have it on and then I'm also wearing um her wedding band on a necklace around my neck
1: which is lovely
0: which is lovely, except that, you know, I hope it's not cursed or anything because, you know, her and my dad didn't exactly oh, work out. No.
1: <laughs> I do have, um, I did inherit the bulk of my mom's jewelry and I do like to wear it sometimes. I've incorporated most of it into my everyday wardrobe mm-hmm. um and it is nice oh those are cute oh thanks they were my mom's like that does feel really good but i think jewelry in general is nice to wear it's, it's comforting it's, it's nice to just have a little part of them with you i think
0: i think so too
1: because the other thing about grief is as it as it changes and and, and it morphs and it turns into something new is sometimes you start to sometimes a very act of losing the pain of it starts to feel like a betrayal of your loved one Right but you know what I'm saying?
0: Of course. I remember going to a friend's funeral uh, for his mom recently and, you know, thinking about a friend who's lost their mother specifically makes me think of losing my mother, obviously. And I have this necklace that has my mom's name written across it and I almost wore it. And then I thought, This isn't about my loss. This is about his loss. So I took that necklace off and then I wore this. And then I had my loss there with me Mm. in attendance at that funeral without, you know, like wearing a shirt like my mom died too, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we can make those. I don't know. Um, But I remember thinking because it was he is a singer. Maybe this is a perfect episode actually to see if I can get him to do the song that he Mm. sang for his mother at the reception afterwards. But I remember thinking when he was singing how potently powerful that moment was because it was like he was singing directly to the heavens to Mm. her. It was so beautiful. But how every other person in that room was not only sharing in his loss and how immediate and painful and real and visceral that was, but that we all also had our own losses behind us too. and that. It just made it so much bigger, but I think little secret hidden totems like that, um, whether they're clothing or anything else, kind of operate in similar fashion. Fashion.
1: Oh, actually, though, it's very similar to the way they would make jewelry and like weird flower pictures out of hair. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, a little bit it's gross, right? Because it's like... Hair is... Hair is weird. I'm going to acknowledge that.
0: Like, it's also like dead at that point.
1: It, oh, yeah. I mean, by the time it's out of your head. Yeah. yeah.
0: They're uh, also really beautiful.
1: The the things they make are stunning. Absolutely stunning. Whether it's like a framed creation or sometimes they would make whole bouquets. And it, it wouldn't just be one person's hair that was braided. It would be like an accumulation of all of the family's hair that would get twisted and knotted and braided into these, like, floral arrangements that could be generations. It's sometimes a little creepy. Like, when I think about the way my hair looks when it comes out of a brush, I don't love it, but, you know, it was just crazy popular and part of it's popular because so many people died so many beloved people were lost and you used to read in old history books like uh, you know it's thought that perhaps people weren't as um, attached to their children in the medieval time because the the death rate was so high or they would have you know Johnny and Johnny would die and they'd name the next one Johnny but (laughs) I think that yeah yes okay so they lost a lot of children and they kept naming them johnny until one finally lived but that that doesn't mean that they weren't hurting because they had to keep going i got off the subject i'm sorry
0: you lost me when you first said like something about and then they had a johnny and i lost a johnny the way you said it you sounded (laughs) like a old-timey baseball announcer
1: no but like they would (laughs) lose somebody and they would just keep using that name until one stopped dying
0: right yeah
1: but it just goes to show how wrong an old white man can be.
0: I knew you were gonna fit something in about old white men today I know, because I'm you've
1: really anti you, You've
0: been yet very much anti white men today. Not that you not aren't normally you no, know, we all like, know this.
1: But like I won't be calling my dad today. Yeah. You I know get what you. I mean? Yeah. I mean I love my dad. We know I love my fucking dad. I I just wanna pinch his cute little daddy cheeks. But I'm anti white man today. I'm especially virulent in my dislike.
0: So since there are plenty of other good podcasts about that.
1: There are. Let's go back to (laughs) what we're talking about. Should we
0: just keep recommending podcasts? No. Actually, if we are going to stop, you've recommended two, so I'm going to recommend Ear Hustle real quick. Just If you care about criminal justice and if you like narrative storytelling podcasts, this one is about, it's made by... Prisoners at San Quentin and an artist and um, it's just, I love it. I binged the whole first season in like a week.
1: And it, it also addressed some of the ideas about uh, grief and, and what happens Oh, when for you sure.
0: Feeling loss yeah. of people who are still alive. Yes. Yeah. Um With the hair thing, I, I just wanted to, since that's sort of around the idea of art, uh-huh. I wanted to talk about a couple artists who deal with, who have dealt at least in one of their projects about um, grief clothing. And um, I studied my first semester of grad school. I kind of focused exclusively on grief art and grief artists because that's where my head was. The first guy is named Andre Pentido. I think it's P-E-N-T-E-A-D-O. He is a Brazilian born photographer who now is based out of England, or at least he was a couple semesters ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has a project called uh, My Father's Suicide. That's the English version. And what he did is he took pictures of himself in all of the clothing items in his father's closet, oh, wow. which is something on its own, which is the other artist, uh, Carolina john derko i'm butchering her last name too j-o-n-d-e-r-k-o she is a polish-born artist who did the same thing when her mom died and and just she said when her mom died of cancer she was it it just changed her and she like didn't get to see the previous who the mom she knew and all the bright colors and everything Uh so for her it was a way to bring back all that color and um joy that her mom used to have before she got sick but
1: and you'll it, put links to their work. i will
0: i will and and he did that too but the the he took it a step farther he also did this series where he took photographs of every hanger in the closet so they're just these pictures and i'm going to show you you can see them because you're here but mm-hmm. on their own they're just hangers. It's There's some plastic ones. There's some wood ones. There Some are different colors. They're different shapes. But when you read his annotations next to them, which I didn't prepare and can't pull up, um, but just hear about, basically he tells a story of, of his father and how his father um, died by suicide and what the loss has been like. Mm. All of a sudden, you this fucking picture of a stupid hanger is just... It's what we've talked about before, like the things that that don't seem substantial. Everything is suddenly sub- significant. Like even a plastic hanger from someone's closet becomes sentimental.
1: Uh, it's That's the thing that blows my mind. My mom bought me a shirt from Kohl's. We very rarely got along. And one of the few times we did get along, it, it's when we were shopping. And I was doing this giant closet purge. And I came across this shirt that is small for me now, and I I could not let it go. I mm-hmm. just folded it back up and put it back in the drawer because this this was not the day. Yeah. because it because it's yeah. She bought it for me. We had an outing together. She was happy to see me that day. And it's it's crazy for me to think about how rarely I think about her. Like I'm embarrassed that i don't think about her more and and I feel guilty about that sometimes
0: i think that's normal where it's like you're just going on with your day not thinking about it and then you get smacked with it
1: well and i think that's part of why that idea of morning jewelry like like jewels like a ring or a brooch or a something that you wear every day you, uh, a locket with like you know one of the seven children that you bore and lo- dyed hair in it like, no wonder you wear it, because it's hard to realize that part of continuing to live is to let them go. And then that way
0: you just have a little bit of them yeah. near you, yes. around you. Yeah.
1: yeah. Y- you don't have to worry about losing them. Mm-hmm. If if you've put them in a little 24-karat gold case with a braided the hair prettily, yada, yada, yada. Yeah.
0: I have a lot of my tattoos are based out of... Memories of specific Mm -hmm. things for people that I haven't... Do I? No. I don't have one for my mom yet. I'm I'm still working through the grandparents. Uh Um, uh But that idea to me is like a way... They're always with me, yeah. like they're and that, regardless of if I end up ever getting rid of any of his cardigans, which I doubt I will.
1: But you don't know what's gonna happen. Or get
0: robbed. Or we
1: may be entering a time in our society when we're gonna have to relocate quickly because of <laughs> nuclear attack. Like anything can happen right now. Right. That uh, becomes increasingly more likely. Or
0: yeah. When they're they're taking my necklace and and this yeah there's the gold is like the first thing to go yeah so at least if i have a tattoo on my body although maybe i'll probably be one of the first ones murdered let's be real
1: i know but please say what you said because it's my favorite thing
0: about the zombie apocalypse Uh uh-huh my sister and i fight over who said this and Uh i a hundred percent know it's me except
1: i remember you telling me it was your sister (gasps) but you can continue go say it i'm so <laughs> say it, say it, it's my favorite say it, say it, say it
0: I said, not my sister I cannot believe you just betrayed me like that I was going to say On national podcast television No That um, I would rather Be a zombie and eat Than a human And have to run
1: I'd rather fight. be a zombie and eating Than, <laughs> than, a, than a human ha- and running Yeah <laughs> It's my favorite. <laughs> I cannot believe you're saying, Lindsay
0: said that. Oh, she's probably doing a little dance.
1: <laughs> um, you also had, I think it was your grandfather, the pillows out of like his old shirts and sweaters.
0: Yes. Yeah, so there's all kinds of fun things if you go online that you find out you can do. We have a Pinterest page with some boards and one of them is um, grief gifts. But yes, we, with, my grandma had so many clothing items that just defined him his little button-up work shirts his little white ribbed under shirts his suits his little pinstripe church suits and then his cardigans and so he had so much we didn't want to just get rid of all of it and we thought what a cool gift that would be for everybody in the family to make pillows out of his old clothing so yeah you helped me with that and it went over very well it
1: was a really fun project to work on too i i mean i i just always thought that was such a really lovely way to just kind of mark something just you know in a way that allows you to continue to live because none of none of our loved ones want us to stop living and i really think that clothes and jewelry have a lot of power when it comes to making space for those moments of grief or those moments where you want to just feel a little bit closer to someone who's died and I wonder if they don't get the attention that they deserve or the veracity that they deserve because they are considered essentially feminine or female because all the things we're talking about like there were some brooches that men would wear in the olden days when men still wore brooches and shit but what do men have that they get to wear. You know what I say? Like, let's assume my dad wanted to remember my mom. Like, what's the jewelry that he could wear? Oh, I guess the wedding ring.
0: But it is different. Across I mean... Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I think it's like so many other things we don't allow men to do.
0: Well, luckily, I think... Well, these, wait a second.
1: We don't. Whatever. They don't allow themselves to do yeah. since they're the power. Well, I was
0: going to say, I think this younger generation is getting a lot more fluid all the way around, and yeah. maybe that'll change, but... Yeah, I, I do. That is something that I wish. It it doesn't have to be the black clothing. It doesn't have to be anything specific. But this idea that you could create some sort of visual cue for people yes. in the world around you to know just where you're at. Just mentally. yeah, just
1: like be gentle. Like remember when I there was I didn't submit a time card when my mom died because I was distracted because, you know, my mom died. <laughs> And um, I went in to get it done, and I was just like, listen, it's late, and I need to get it in, and I'm wondering if there's any way I can get it before Christmas, because Christmas. And the lady was, like, really rude to me. And I remember her being like, well, it is your responsibility to get it in on time. And I was like, I'm sorry, my mom died. So it it ended up being a little late. And I just remember her being like, and? And I was like, (sighs) At least fake it better.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I think if you had been in morning clothes, she still, Yeah. she just sounded like a rude person.
1: Yeah, she was mean hearted.
0: She. I wonder if she had not lost somebody yet.
1: Who knows? You never know. You never know because well, some people, it's like they have a difficult time saying like, oh, I hurt when I lost my mom and that was bad. And that might be what that other person is. Like yeah, they, have they a can't hard make time, the connection. Yeah, like connecting it over. Right. Well,
0: it, I also, what I was thinking of, this is similar but different, is the idea that that even what we're talking about is people mourn differently and grieve differently. Mm. And so, you know, there's the people who, like, leave the closet exactly the same. I think that happens a lot, especially when younger, when, like, children die, versus people who are, like, cleared out, get rid of it, I don't want to think about it. Um, and then people like me who I... I hoarded a lot kind of in the beginning and then have like slowly been able to let go of things as I've realized what pieces are like really the ones that grab my attention or make me think of them. But I do wish I had like documented everything else Mm. a little better.
1: Yeah. When I moved out, my dad started immediately dismantling my bedroom. He was like, bye. (laughs) don't let the door hit you on your way out and I immediately started like boxing up the items that I had it boxed up and my mom freaked out as she was wont to do about change in general and she was like Brooke it's awful it's like you died or something it's like you died and I was like "Ah, M- my mother still has not processed the grief of losing her mother in a way that's healthy because this did not upset her that much but crazily a week after my mom died, he was just boxing her fucking clothes up and I was like, Can you calm down for half a second, Carl? Can (laughs) you you just moving someone else in? Yeah. I was like, Can you just slow the fuck down for ten seconds? Like anyways, I mean he slowed down for half a second, but what is interesting is I had the moment of through time and space of understanding what my mom felt when she called me and I was like a little fucking bitch and I couldn't understand what she was saying to me.
0: And now you do. And
1: yeah, because that I was a little cinch. bitch, so <laughs> I had no oh, I don't know my ass from a hole in the ground. So that moment and then I realized too, I had the moment of realizing, oh, this is how dad deals with this.
0: Oh yeah, that it's connected on both yeah, sides.
1: That like he was upset that I was leaving, but
0: this is what he this does. this is how
1: he deals with this. Aww. And so it was a really, like... Carl. It was, like, a really clear, like... You know how seeing your parents as, like, humans is so hard?
0: Yeah, it takes extra time.
1: And extra space and extra grief in order to figure that out. It's one of the few times I think I've been able to see both of them as humans. Just trying to figure shit out.
0: Well, here's another beautiful, horrible gift
1: thank you beautiful horrible. <laughs> beautiful horrible beautiful
0: <laughs> <laughs> horrible uh.
1: all right well this has been fun this has been good for me so i hope it's been good for you too lindsay and michelle stop it's been for me. just fake smoked. which is good
0: because i really want a real cigarette but really? i won't do it i mean always like at two percent
1: that is interesting
0: I feel like we've had this conversation before.
1: I don't remember it. We
0: have. I've told you. If smoking wasn't bad for you, I would do it all the time with my coffee.
1: How bad is it, though? Smoking. (laughs) (laughs) Smoking. I mean, oh, is it as bad
0: as eating burritos every Stop day for it. lunch? I don't and know. Her
1: eyes got to be like the size of little teacup saucers when I said that. And she looked at me and she almost couldn't even see the word smoking. She was so <laughs> horrified. Oh man, I wish I this one, I wish it was a video cast.
0: <laughs> Just so you could see my eyes. Yeah. Um, I feel like we should leave. Our final thing should be recommending one more podcast since we recommended. A lot today.
1: Um, okay. If you just want to listen to a couple loud, brash theater dorks scream about murder podcasts. Are you talking about us? No. Oh. <laughs> um, I would recommend True Crime Obsessed, which is so good I pay for the Patreon.
0: What's the other? You, you were actually just talking about one yesterday about Dolly Parton.
1: Oh, Dolly Parton Saves America. Okay, listen to me. Listen to me, Lindsay and Michelle. You have got to listen to this podcast. This is the best podcast. I'm in love with it. It's called Dolly Parton's America. And I love it. I love it in a way that makes me want to lower my voice seven octaves so you can understand how good it is. She loves it. Loves
0: it. I thought I could go lower.
1: No, oh, I'm so glad you remember that. That's such a good podcast. You should listen to it, too. Because Dolly Parton basically has the same Jesus God moment that, like, I feel like I have had. And I was like... uh, So
0: I should listen to it? So
1: you can understand why I love Jesus.
0: (laughs) You're like, you should listen to it. It reminds me of me.
1: You should so you can (laughs) understand me more.
0: I will. I'll get right on that. It's so good, Haley. Cool. So this episode was brought to you by Grief Clothing and podcasts that we like.
1: I really feel better having talked about this for a little second or four.
0: Good. I'm glad.
1: Mm -hmm. Me too. Okay.
0: All right. Um, Oh, don't forget to say the thing. I know. I was just going to say it. So everyone, all of you, Wednesday, Brooke is going to be in New York. Um, Actually, not just Wednesday, all of next week. So we normally record on Friday and she will be gone then too. So... The plan after releasing this episode is that we will either take a week off or I will surprise y'all with the special guests in the studio instead of Brooke. But we all know Brooke is uh, the comedy portion of the podcast. So that's ridiculousness. So um, I will either surprise you with the special guest or we will take a week off. Haley New Year, everyone.
1: <laughs> Haley New Year, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
0: Hey everyone, earlier in the show I mentioned going to a friend's mother's funeral. Um, his name is Dominic Grijalva, and the song that he sang at her funeral reception. Was a version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow He sang it again for us this Christmas At a cabaret that my theater company does And this is a recording of a recording That probably doesn't do near justice For how great the song sounded in person But I wanted you all to hear it Oh, for the rainbow